0: Teachings that do not speak of pain have no meaning, because humankind cannot gain anything without first giving something
1: in return. In alchemy, to obtain something, something of equal value must be lost. This is Equivalent Exchange.
0: Welcome to Equivalent Exchange, a podcast about full-metal alchemists by Hiromo Arakawa. I'm Kayla. I'm Ellen. And I'm Cosm And today we're going to be discussing chapters 54
1: and 55. Woo! Just... Yay. Yay? Yay? Yay. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> honestly never know anymore. So many bad things happen every, every two chapters. It's like <laughs> what yay could possibly for, go wrong this time? Yay for good stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a good story. I I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh speaking of which, send us we're almost halfway through this story. That's good. So make sure you send mm-hmm. us questions for our our uh mid series kind of recap special, which we'll be recording Uh, around about April 3rd. So please send your questions by April 3rd. You can send them to us through our Tumblr, which is equivexpod.tumblr.com. You can send us a direct message or tweet at us at equivexpod on Twitter. Uh, You can send a message through our website form, which is citytogethernetwork.com, or you can just send us an email at equivexpod at gmail.com. And in the past, we covered in our other series, Deep Dive into Fruits Basket, we answered questions about, like, thoughts about characters overall, like who our favorites were, Thoughts about things that had happened in the story, how much certain characters were hated by me specifically, (laughs) for example. (laughs) And also just questions about us and more about our background and who we are and stuff, questions about podcasting. So if you have any questions like that, please send them to us. I think we answered a question about Disney princesses. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did answer a question about Disney princesses. (laughs) We answered questions about our pets on time as well. So, yeah, anything. The world is your oyster. Oh, we gave unsolicited life advice probably, too. That that (laughs) probably probably happened. (laughs) I remember giving unsolicited life life advice a lot on Frubu because a lot of people make bad decisions. Yeah. Like living in a tent by yourself when you're a teenager, for example. (laughs) It's like, pro tip, don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell anybody that you're not living. Don't tell anybody that you're... or Don't lie to to all your friends. (laughs) Yeah, about living in a tent. Anyway, on to the topic so of the day. Probably some good life advice from former alchemists, too. Uh, yeah, don't don't mess with forces that you don't understand. That's a good one. <laughs> don't uh, waltz right into a government conspiracy. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, don't completely expose yourself in front of all of your superior, uh, you know, superior leaders by being a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> For example, just a couple of examples yeah just a couple of uh,
0: kernels of wisdom there, so I feel
1: like there's some good life <laughs> advice, like pursue your dreams to become the greatest um you know if you're I a president, say?
2: you can be <laughs>
1: <laughs> I meant to like um you know like hone your craft of and give people new limbs. That's what I was thinking of, <laughs> like Winry. <laughs> I mean i guess if your goal is to be the top leader in your country that's probably good if you have good intentions if you're Mm -hmm. a a homunculus created in a lab experiment can't say that i'm behind that but i mean good for (laughs) you i guess (laughs) who am i to judge your background not that there's anything wrong with that that. yeah exactly (laughs) i feel like if you were created by evil scientists in a lab you would know and a mystical figure you would know But it's okay. I mean, you'd probably be judging me anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a normal human with, like, normal powers. <laughs> like the power of sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So yeah, send us your questions. We'll answer them. It'll be a good time. Questions, comments, uh, solicitations for life advice. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, pretty good recipes. We had food discussion right before this. Yeah, give you some Give you some baking advice. That's something I can do. Whatever you want, you know? <laughs> you never know unless you ask. Anyway, you wanna talk about FMA? Wanna get into Probably all the things idea. that happened this time? Yeah, let's yeah, there do it. Are some things. Oh my god. <laughs> when at what point is the story going to get start to get better? Like a while? Like for the characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh I meant for the characters. The story is intriguing. Um it just seems like everything's a shit show right now though. <laughs> like that's <laughs> Don't answer that question. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm my speculation is not for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, until they stop making really bad decisions. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, not for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it a bad decision? To, is it was definitely a bad decision for Roy to walk in and be like, "Ha ha, I heard the fierce homunculus!" Ha ha, to like a top-ranking general in the military. That was definitely a bad idea. <laughs> Some of the other things that happened today are also bad ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, I go with mm, poorly thought out, rather than necessarily (laughs) bad. Poorly, poorly. There's the kernel of a good idea. Yeah, (laughs) most of
0: these decisions.
1: He was indeed trying to make more allies and gain more information. He just Uh really went way too strong with his his first (laughs) person that he ran into. (laughs) Like, read the room. That's the that's the learning from that too hard too fast yeah too fast too furious (laughs) (laughs) too fast too stupid more like (laughs) too fast too foolish how about that all right (laughs) let's get into it okay good so bad jokes are out of the way for now
0: (laughs) oh and they're never out of the way only for
1: now only temporarily (laughs) so yeah you know usual thing summary recap discussion yep it'll be a party oh this is called the fool's struggle i was right about it (laughs) being too fast too foolish (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these have some good uh, chapter titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the other one is, and I have to get my other book. Oh, we're in, like, volume... We're going into volume 10 today. Yeah, we're it going has into... has Armstrong yes, on yes. it. Yes, We're moving into Armstrong. I'm really happy because... Um, I would have the manga like flipped over in my drawer, and on the back it has Gluttony with the giant with with his like rib teeth and eye void. And every time I would open my like drawer, like in my nightstand, to pull out the book, I'd be like, ah, and then like. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm a little bit happy to move on to something that doesn't have (laughs) Gluttony on the cover. (laughs) To be honest. But mostly Armstrong is on it in sparkling, which I think is really important. Of
0: course. Yeah. and Armstrong without his sparkles.
1: Yeah, it's part of his technique, his sparkle <laughs> technique. It's been passed down the Armstrong line for generations, generation for generation. Of course. Yeah. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, chapter 54 picks up with Ed and Al still boggling at the weird dude who looks like their dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, father mostly seems to be ignoring what they're saying.
1: Just like their dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is quite a surprise. People came out of his stomach, he says, (laughs) approaching the boys, (laughs) you know, every day.
1: Oh, it's also just like shown in style. It's like, I just repeated what what happened. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) I feel like that's just how he talks, though. Probably.
1: (laughs) He does kind of like narrate to things. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It does. It does. You're right. Later, of his dialogue sounds like that. It's got the
0: the gravitas of a, you know, esoteric, weird cult
1: leader. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Cult leader. I guess if you make your own subjects. Cult followers well, the military higher ups seem that's true I've decided right, uh like my new theory lovers. my new theory is that father is an alien I was gonna save this for later <laughs> because it goes along with the triumvirate of like esoteric bullshit military government conspiracy so like therefore the only thing missing is alien it's the only thing that makes sense right
0: Yeah. right
1: did father shoot JFK <laughs> I'll never tell
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway <laughs> So we're two sentences in to your summary. (laughs) Going well. Yeah. He takes in Ed's automail and Al's armor body, then leans in suddenly way too close and says, you wouldn't happen to be the Elric brothers. Ed looks confused. You're not him? Are you mistaking me for someone else? Father asks. Then he actually pays attention to what Ed said earlier. Wait a minute. Are you talking about Van Hohenheim? How do you know him? He leans in way too close again, and Ed edges away, commenting that he's kind of creepy. Al answers, he's our father. Father looks confused for a second, then suddenly and excitedly grabs Ed by the face. Father, what a surprise. I never knew he had children. But isn't your family name Elric? Ed, tired of the face grabbing, pushes (laughs) father's hands away and snaps that Elric is their mother's name and their parents were never officially married. I see. I didn't know because you took your mother's name. So where is he now? How would I know? Ed grumps. Father then drifts away from the conversation, mumbling to himself about Hohenheim being alive and ignoring Ed's increasingly frustrated attempts to ask who the heck he is and why the heck he looks like their dad. But while Ed and Al are just a little creeped out by this, Ling and Xiao Mei are starting to look genuinely scared in the background. Father finally notices Ed's yelling and turns his attention back to the brothers, but not to answer any questions. Are you injured? He asks. Your younger brother has no left hand. Ed then realizes that he left the hand in Gluttony's stomach, and they worry over whether they can fix it. The father simply puts his hand over the severed end of the armor, and with a spark of light, Al's hand is restored. How's that? He says. And then before either of them can react, he grabs Ed's broken arm and heals it just as easily, followed quickly by his broken ribs after patting him down for more injuries. Ed and Al are speechless as they take in these results. He transmuted it without even moving his hands, did complex medical alchemy, and didn't make Al's armor any thinner to restore the missing piece. You two are vital assets, father says. Keep yourselves in top condition. He asks if there are any other injuries, and Al starts to say that Ling is also hurt, but Ling has drawn his sword and has it pointed at Father. His whole body is shaking, whether from the pain of his injuries, fear, or both. What are you? It can't be. You aren't human inside, are you? What the hell is going on? Father turns a frighteningly cold look on Ling. I'd like to ask you the same question. Who are you? And then, without waiting for any kind of answer, go ahead and eat him, Gluttony. Ed rushes to stand in the way, saying that Ling is his friend, but Father doesn't care about that. This person is useless to me, he says. Friend, I couldn't care less. All that matters is whether you serve my needs. Ed is outraged by this, but Al holds him back from just charging forward. The homunculi call that guy Father. Apparently he's the one who created them. Ed seems to like that simplification. In other words, he's a (laughs) (laughs) supervillain? So it seems, but he did heal her injuries, Al points out. Ling still has his sword at the ready. I don't like the look in your eyes, he says, or your attitude. You're definitely the boss of the homunculi. They mock us humans as fools. You have that same look in your eyes. Fools? I would never call you that, Father says. Do you look at the insects that crawl on the ground and consider them fools? No matter how hard insects struggle, they're so beneath you that it's impossible to care about them one way or another, right? That's exactly how I feel about you humans. Ed has now heard enough of the supervillain monologuing, and he angrily launches an alchemical attack toward Father, which he easily blocks without even moving. I don't care if you did heal our wounds. I still don't like you, old man, Ed shouts. Whatever you are, you're the root of all evil. I'm going to finish you off so we can get the hell out of here. Link calls out that charging in like that is too dangerous, and the two bicker for a minute over whether they need a plan or not. Haven't you ever heard of the phrase, if you want to shoot the general, first shoot the horse, Ling says. If you want to shoot the general, then you should just shoot the general. <laughs> Is he an idiot? Ling wonders. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ed shouts that he doesn't have time to waste on cronies. Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> I love the little like friendship they've developed over yes. the last couple of chapters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's not an idiot. He's just very direct.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's a shunny protagonist.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Cool. It can't be helped.
0: <laughs> Al, more quietly, points out that they really should make this quick, as Ling is in real danger of bleeding to death if they waste time. Ling grins grimly at that. To think that the prince of a great empire would be consoled by the pity of commoners. Envy decides to try and force the issue, lunging forward with a Who are you calling a crony, little boy? Ed, furious, immediately launches a retaliation, using his alchemy on the nearby pipes to send them snaking toward Envy and Gluttony. Ha, you didn't think that could stop me, did you? Envy gloats as the pipes draw near, but they divert around them at the last second, instead darting straight toward Father. He was my target from the beginning, Ed declares as the pipes wrap up Father. I've captured the boss. But Father, of course, merely frowns, and their straits crumble away. A brief brawl ensues. Envy comes back into the fray, only to get dazed by a strike from Ed, who quickly tries to launch another attack at the general. Father blocks all incoming attacks with no effort, transmuting walls in front of himself and disintegrating the boy's own efforts, all without so much as a gesture. Ling attempts to jump him from behind, sword drawn, but Father, without even turning, sends a pillar of stone crashing brutally into his stomach, knocking him back. And now look on in disbelief. How is that possible? How can he transmute without moving a finger? Father sighs, looking only mildly annoyed by all of this. This is a waste of time, he says, and takes one small step forward. Energy rushes out in a circle around him from where he placed his foot down. Wind whips within the chamber, and it rumbles out into the surrounding tunnels. Scar and May look up from their fight as it passes through them. And miles and miles away, up in the mountains, Hohenheim stops in his tracks. What is it? asks the guide, leading him through the wilderness. Hohenheim smiles and says it's nothing, then asks how much farther it is. The guide consults the map Hohenheim has marked. It's right on the other side of this mountain. Let's hurry up then, Hohenheim says. What are you going to be doing out here in the mountains anyway? The guide asks. There's nothing there where you marked the X. Hohenheim laughs and says, that's good. Back underground, the boys are discovering what Father just did. Ed and Al put their hands together and then to the ground to transmute, but nothing happens. Envy takes advantage of their confused panic to come up from behind and slam them to the ground, holding each securely under a massive claw. Gluttony restrains Ling similarly, first disarming him by straight up eating his sword, and then calmly sitting on his back. Damn it, what did that bearded guy do? Ed shouts, struggling. Envy laughs. You pitiful lower life forms. You get a tiny taste of power and you think you control the world, while in truth you have no concept of the forces you're playing with. You even have the audacity to believe that you're in control of that power, harnessing it to your own ends. What a laugh. Never underestimate the foolishness of humanity. What are you bastards planning, Ed snarls? You promised that you'd tell me as soon as we got out of Gluttony's belly. Envy sneers. I don't remember making any promises to you, insects. You talk too much, Envy. Father scolds, and Envy quiets down. Which is true. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: everyone everyone in the story has the same opinion about Envy. Which yeah. is, <laughs> I think we were saying last time something about it how maybe another homunculae liked Envy and you are like, I care for all my children the same or whatever. I can't remember what the quote is. <laughs> oh, like yeah. earlier that day, yeah. I, don't, I don't care that much for Envy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Father looks around the room and tuts. Our guests have truly demolished my house, he says. It's disgraceful that you've allowed these humans to infiltrate this far, Gluttony. Then his attention turns back to Ling glaring up at him from where he's pinned under Gluttony. You have a lot of guts for a human. Endurance, too. Well, I shouldn't let such a resource go to waste. You could make a good pawn. He taps his finger to his forehead, and a creepy eye suddenly opens there. As Ling watches, unnerved, the eye oozes out a thick red substance, which drips down into Father's open hand. And it just so happens, he continues, that Greed's position is currently vacant. Al quickly realizes that this is the Philosopher's Stone, and Ling's eyes widen when he hears that. Envy grins. Ah, so that's what you're going to do, Father. Envy asks what that means. Envy is all too happy to explain. He's going to put the Philosopher's Stone directly into your friend's bloodstream, they say, as Gluttony pulls the bandage off of Ling's cheek, exposing the fresh cut as Father draws near. If all goes well, a human-based homunculus will be created. Wait, Ed cries. The Philosopher's Stone is a high-energy substance. If you put that inside him... That's right, Envy continues. The spirits inside the Stone will be at war with that of your friend. But if his body is able to withstand the struggle, he'll gain immense power. Of course, the Stone's energy usually kills the host first. Ed now begins begin to struggle wildly, desperately trying to get free and stop this from happening, but Envy won't budge, and they still can't transmute. "'You bearded bastard! You can't do this!' Ed shouts. "'He has someone who's waiting for him! Let me go!' With a start, he suddenly remembers the gun that Hawkeye gave him, still tucked in his belt. He reaches back to grab it and turns to aim at Envy, shouting for them to move, but he hesitates when he finds the gun trained on one of those agonized faces that make up Envy's body. You wouldn't shoot a face that's in tears, would you, little boy? Envy taunts. Ed keeps the gun steady, but still hesitates to pull the trigger. But then, to his surprise, Ling suddenly shouts, Don't shoot, Ed! This is what I want! Stay out of this! What-what are you saying? Ed asks, looking at Ling's determined grin with disbelief. But Ling just insists, Whatever happens, don't interfere. So you desire my avarice, Father says. Interesting. He lets the stone drip down onto Ling's face. It bubbles as it sinks into the open cut, bulging out the veins as it rushes into Ling's body. Blood gushes from his mouth, and he begins to scream. Nell again struggled to reach him, but through the pain, Ling still insists that they don't interfere. They don't know who they're dealing with, he grits out. I'm the future emperor of Xin. I'm Ling Yao. And then he screams again, and we're suddenly rushed inside of the internal struggle. Ling clutches at his head as the howling souls within the stone rush all around him and through him, and looming over it all is the dominant presence of greed. The familiar monster's face laughing when it encounters Ling. What's this brat doing here? Are you lost? Greed says. No matter. Hand over your body to me and I'll take care of you. Just sit back, relax, and let Greed take charge. Ling grins fiercely, clenching his fists. All right, greedy one. This body is yours. He flings his arms wide open, welcoming as Greed engulfs him. Outside, the violent struggle settles down. Ling slumps forward, coughing lightly, and unsteadily gets to his feet. Ouch, he mumbles, hand over his face. Ling? Ed calls out, uncertainly. Huh? Oh, you're talking about the owner of this body. He grins, unnaturally sharp and vicious, and begins to laugh madly. I could get used to this hunk of flesh. Thanks, father. It's good to be back. And the bandage falls away from his left hand, revealing Greed's Ouroboros mark. Wow. No! (laughs) No! And that's upsetting, but everybody party because this is officially the halfway point of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot to bring
1: all my champagne and noisemakers that we we were drinking last time. Everybody party! This is the halfway point of the series. Lane is a homunculus I'm not in the mood to party. Well, Greed would party. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's very true. If anybody would party, it would be Greed you would be like fuck yeah yeah <laughs> let's all go to the club you're all my friends <laughs> drinks for everyone and father is like no no you're part of the plan
0: he's got like a lampshade over his head he's like what was that
1: yeah <laughs> he's got like a like a dick drawn in his face and sharpie <laughs> the next day it's great oh <laughs> <Aww. laughs> i feel better about ling now <laughs> Shall so continue the the Prince of Four Poor Judgment's uh, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Poorest Judgment of all <laughs>
1: Well, we're only halfway through the story We don't know that yet <laughs> I don't have high hopes at this point <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, that's not true I believe in Lang. I think it'll be okay But mm-hmm. It can't not be, yeah. right? Arakawa will never out. kill a person I... That we care about <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course not
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he lucked out In his um, choice of homunculus, though? Yeah, they, mm-hmm.
1: um Well, I mean, it's, well, you'll say, in a second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Chapter 55 starts off by giving us a more extended look at the internal conversation between Greed and Ling, with Greed initially puzzled at Ling's willingness to have his body taken over. I'm the man who's going to become Emperor of Shin, Ling declares. I've got room for 20 or 30 strangers in here, if that's what it takes. Greed laughs as the soles of the stone cut through Ling, making him writhe in pain. You, an emperor? You sure talk big for a little brat. That's right, Ling says, gritting his teeth, fighting back against the overwhelming rush of souls. I came to this country for the Philosopher's Stone, so that I could become Emperor. The Philosopher's Stone holds the secret to immortality. I hear it can grant immense power. So now you're asking if I want that power in my body? It's like a dream come true. You got guts, kid. I like you already, Greed says, laughing again. But don't blame me if you regret it later. It's not too late to call it off. My subject cut off her own arm for my mission. I couldn't face her if I went back empty-handed, Ling shouts, which seems to surprise Greed. Ling clutches again at his head. Power. I need power, he says. To rule, to protect, to maintain. I need absolute power. I know the risks. Come, Greed. I accept you. You're greedy yourself. I like that, Greed says with a grin. You say you have the resolve to become an emperor? Then show it to me. And he rushes forward as Ling welcomes him. Back outside, Greed's presence in Ling's body is obvious by stance and attitude alone, as he grins and adjusts his coat. Well, well, look who's back, Envy says with a sneer. I guess all that's left of that arrogant brat is his shell of a body. Forgive me if your new form disgusts me, Greed. You aren't much to look at yourself, Greed shoots back. (laughs) But Gluttony interrupts by happily introducing himself and Envy to Greed. "It's Greed It's nice to meet the siblings with whom I share a common soul, Greed says. It's nice to meet the siblings with whom I share a common soul, Greed says. And turns and kneels respectfully to father, thanking him for giving him life. Still pinned down by envy, Ed calls out, Greed? Are you that greed? Greed walks over and squats down in front of him. What do you mean, that greed? Al pipes up to tell him they met in a bar called Devil's Nest in Dublin. but greed is still puzzled. That's the greed who came before you, father explains. Oh, I get it. Sorry, but I'm a different greed from the one you guys know. What did you do to Ling, Ed demands. Is this Ling guy a friend of yours? Greed asks. He was a funny little brat. He accepted me without a struggle. Sorry, this body belongs to Greed now. He laughs and Ed now looked down, shocked. He told us not to interfere. He must have thought he could win. Ed clenches his fist. He never would have let himself be taken over so easily. Answer me, Ling! Ling! But all of this is interrupted by the big metal door swinging suddenly open. One of the guardian chimeras steps through, then staggers to the ground, dripping blood. Behind it are Scar and May. Everyone is pretty confused by this gathering, but May catches sight of Father and immediately clings to Scar's sleeve, trembling. Scar asks her what's wrong, and she says, That man, I don't like him. He's human, but also not human. Scar, looking over at Envy and Gluttony, remarks that none of them are human. But it's not all bad because we finally get the emotional reunion between May and <laughs> Xiao Mei. <laughs> Greed finds it very touching, though he doesn't know who any of these people are. <laughs> Scar spots Al and realizes from his current situation of being trapped under Envy's claw that he's probably not actually working with Homunculi. He spots Ed as well and says, The Full Metal Alchemist, out loud, which makes May very excited. At least until Scar actually points out Edward, who in his defense has had a pretty rough day, and all of her elaborate romantic (laughs) fantasies come crashing down.
1: That's the greatest page ever drawn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) all
0: these like little elaborate scenarios
1: (laughs) yeah it's like (laughs) Like, uh, they're chasing after each other on the beach and then dating and then they go to May's father and he's like no I'll never let you marry my daughter or whatever
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I like how she learns who Ed is in like the worst possible circumstances where he's like covered in gross blood (laughs) Mm -hmm. trapped under a (laughs) monster and
1: (laughs) Yeah, and they're in the, the bowels of the evil lair under a under mistress or whatever. Yeah. And also they it's kidnapped like, her tiny panda friend. Yeah. It's <laughs>
0: like, hey, he cleans up okay. He just doesn't look great right now. Yeah. <laughs> you took advantage of the naivete of a maiden, you little rice grain man. <laughs> Whales. <laughs> Ed just gets mad about being called little again. But Al demands to know what his brother did to that girl. <laughs> I didn't do anything, he shouts.
1: I like that Al is like on board with whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah whatever just, someone else is just
0: assumes Ed accusing him it. of
1: yeah exactly i feel yes. like this happened before but uh, yeah. i can't remember i've had like in the little
0: tiny dialogue bubbles he's like you said all that sweet stuff to winry and now this <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like what do you bring here up for <laughs> they bicker back and forth for a bit while the homunculi gang just kind of watch Gluttony's more interested in something else though that's the Ishvalan that i didn't get to eat which makes Father realize that Scar is the one who's been using destruction alchemy to interfere with their activities. Envy tells Gluttony to go ahead and eat him, since he can't use alchemy now, and Gluttony happily jumps in to do so. Except, much to Father and Envy, and especially Gluttony's shock, Scar's (laughs) alchemy is working just fine, and Gluttony once again gets a chunk of his body blown up. Mei is capable of transmuting, too, as she uses her long-distance alchemy to launch an attack ostensibly aimed at the Elric brothers for the joint (laughs) crimes of toying with her feelings and kidnapping Xiao Mei, (laughs) but which fortunately strikes Envy instead. How can you still transmute? Envy cries, nursing their wounds. Ed now take the opportunity to break free and quickly try to transmute again, but it's still a no-go for them. Everyone is very puzzled by this, but Ed quickly sees a chance to turn the tide of battle here. Scar, he calls out, do you want to hear the truth about the cause of the Ishvalan civil war? The one who fired the first shot, the one who killed that innocent child, is right there. He points at Envy, who lets out a startled Hey in protest, and then continues, The homunculus called Envy disguised itself as a soldier and shot that child on purpose. It was these bastards who caused the Civil War. They wanted it to happen. Scar's expression darkens and his fists clench, enough quiet rage to startle May standing beside him. It Seems you have much to answer for, he says, walking toward Father in envy. Tell me, why did my people have to be exterminated? Depending on your answer, I will send you into God's domain. Gluttony finishes regenerating as Scar passes by, and he eagerly attempts to leap at him again. But Scar turns and slams him into the ground, activating his alchemy at the same time and sending blood spurting. No, Scar says. God's domain is where my people have gone. For you, there shall only be oblivion. He slams his hand down, causing the ground to crack and shift underneath everyone's feet, and they all throw their arms slash monstrous lizard claws out for balance. <laughs> <laughs> slash legs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> slash human legs. <laughs> <laughs> and the battle begins again. is having a pretty good time just watching all of this go down, until Father scolds him to hurry up and take care of the outsiders. He moves to do so without much hurry, but then something catches his eye. Sorry, father, he says, looking up to where Ed is perched on a chunk of floor debris and staring down at him. I guess I have to deal with this guy first. I don't believe it. Ling? Ed says. But Greed proves his new identity by activating his ultimate shield, as the hardened carbon layer forms over his hand. Don't let my face fool you, he says. I am Greed. Nearby, it turns out someone else recognizes Greed's new body, as May running away from the center of the fight, catches sight of him. Isn't that Prince Ling of the Yao clan? She thinks to herself. But before she can do anything with that information, Gluttony leaps at her with a disturbing cry of, Little girl meat, so tender and sweet. And she's forced to frantically dodge away. Father watches both Mei and Scar fight for a moment, looking thoughtful. Then he does his no-personal-space thing again and leans over Scar's shoulder to calmly ask, How are you still able to transmute? Scar, understandably, whips around and puts his hand over Father's face for a good old-fashioned head explosion, but it seems to have no effect whatsoever. Still calm and with Scar's hand still on his face, Father says, Hmm, you really are transmuting. Physical destruction? No, disintegration. Scar realizes that this is a bad place to be just in time, jerking his hand back and jumping away as Father replicates his own destructive technique. His arm drips blood as he moves away and tries to process what just happened. He transmuted without even circulating his energy. If I'd pulled back a second later, my entire body would have been blown to bits. Does he have a transmutation circle hidden somewhere? More importantly, how could he not be injured in the slightest by my physical destruction technique? Meanwhile, May isn't doing too well in her own fight. Distracted by Scar getting injured, she leaves herself open to a strong swipe from Gluttony, which sends her smashing into a rough stone wall. She struggles to her knees, coughing and holding her side. Tiny Panda tries to stand protectively in front of her as Gluttony looms ever closer, though May tells her to run. But just in time, Al cuts in, kicking Gluttony and sending him tumbling away. He picks up May and asks if she's okay as he runs for the doors. I didn't ask for your help, she gripes weakly, but Al says there's no time to argue about it. These people show no mercy to humans who get in their way. We have to get out of here. He makes it to the tunnels, but quickly skids to a stop as he sees all the Guardian Chimeras, still hissing and growling from the shadows. There's too many of them. And then, to Al's surprise, Scar suddenly skids to a stop right behind him, having apparently followed him through the exit. Hmm, I thought you had already made it to the outside, he says. How am I supposed to fight all these Chimera when I can't use alchemy, Al says irritably. The two of them stand back to back, Al facing the chimera, and Scar facing Envy and Gluttony, who have entered the tunnels behind him. Damn it, without the ability to transmute, I'm powerless. I hate feeling so useless. Al looks down at May, barely clinging to consciousness in his arms. Scar, he says. Can you take this girl and escape to the surface? You would let me escape, even though I was responsible for the death of that girl's parents? Scar asks. Blood continues to drip down his injured arm, as he points out that this would be the perfect time to kill him. Of course I'd love to give you a beating right now, Al snaps. But at the moment, saving this girl's life is more important. To be honest, asking for your help makes my stomach turn. Scar asks what Al is planning to do from here, and Al explains that he and Ned can't transmute, and there's no way past all the chimera without alchemy. But the homunculi still want them alive for some reason. They can stay behind without being killed. Scar clenches his hand, the blood still flowing. Unfortunately, in my current state, it is impossible for me to get out of this place while protecting this girl. I have my hands full just protecting myself, he says, and I no longer plan to escape to the surface. That last statement confuses Al, but he only has time to mutter a, huh, before Scar acts. He quickly uses his destruction alchemy to turn the water in the tunnel into a cloud of gas, then shatter a pipe running along the wall. He then snatches Al's head from his armor and throws it against another pipe closer to the homunculi. The metal-on-metal clash creates a spark, and the explosion envelops their pursuers. The smoke rushes back into Father's chambers, where he looks very unamused by this development. In the aftermath of the explosion, Al gripes as he picks up his head. If you're going to do that, at least tell me first. That was so reckless. But it's not Scar that responds to him, but Envy, who slams Al against the wall and snarls as they regenerate the damage of the explosion. Where is he? Where did he go? Al stutters that he doesn't know, but he saw him jump into the water. Envy turns and snaps for Gluttony to start tracking Scar by scent but apparently gluttony has been blown up one too many times. You fool, now your body's dying. Did you use up your ability to regenerate? Back in the main room, Ed is fighting with greed and trying to trigger the Ling Within with the power of friendship and punching. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> greed just seems to be enjoying a good fight and keeps telling Ed that no, really, he's greed now. No more playing it cool, Ed shouts, increasing the ferocity of his attacks, though greed blocks every blow easily with his shield. What about your country? What about Lawn That last one makes his eyes go wide, and to Ed's surprise as much as Greed's, the next punch lands. Greed glares, and he takes advantage of Ed's momentary shock to strike back and flip him to the ground, pinning him. Hey, father, I caught him, he calls. Behind him, Envy drags Al and the half-dead Gluttony back into the room. Father kneels by Gluttony and tells Envy to take the brothers up to Wrath's place. You sure caused a lot of trouble, Envy complains, placing a clawed hand on both Ed and Al to keep them walking forward. We would have left you alone if you just stayed quiet. But Ed is distracted by something else. Ling, he says to Al as they watch Greed walk away. He's still in there. That's the end of chapter 55. Yay.
1: Right. God damn it, Ling. <laughs> I'm kind of happy Greed's back, though. I like him.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Ling and Greed together are my favorite character. Um, I, I've tried, I think, I, I mean, I've talked about how Ling's my favorite. But it's kind of hard to talk about him without talking about greed too That's so keeping it inside for so long i
1: was wondering i was gonna ask you about that because you said that ling was your favorite character and i was like
2: mm-hmm.
1: i mean not that he's not cool at all but uh yeah i, I think cool I, I, mean, I,
2: I think it's also the 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 sort of just the the development of their relationship together and like inside his body and outside Mm-hmm. Yeah, i just I don't
0: know. They're, they're both cool. I like them. You know, yeah, It definitely Ed introduces outside. a, fu- yeah, it definitely introduces a fun, like even like the external dynamic of like how like Ling seems to react to stuff Ed says mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. like Greed's body and stuff. Like Yeah. It's definitely interesting. But yeah, there were times uh leading up to this where I like wanted to say something about like Ling being greedy and then like held back. Like, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. like
0: especially when you were talking about uh like the theme of characters like going a little too far. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I was like, "Would you say he was acting greedy?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you asked me that back then, I would have been like, "No," because I already knew that this <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, I mean, but when I but I didn't before I read it, and it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit! <laughs> I <was> like, no, <laughs> Ling, you dumbass. <laughs> I still haven't. I haven't read through the resolution of what I assume, or like you know, what I think is going to happen yet. So,
0: <laughs> I don't
1: know, but. Uh, but yeah, he, it's very intriguing. And it is interesting, the The scene, I think the scene where Ling is talking to Greed is really interesting, like more so the mm-hmm. extended one from the second chapter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Ling is like, I have I have things to do. And Greed mm-hmm. is really taken aback for a second.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I'd really enjoy seeing this scene animated. I'm going to have to like go find it in Brotherhood mm-hmm. or whatever, because I'm sure yeah. it's really interesting and fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've been wanting to watch some
0: Brotherhood because I've been like, oh, these are like I love them in the manga form because I love Arakawa's art style. But mm-hmm. some of them are like, I want to hear this voice acted. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah.
1: want to hear the soul screaming around him. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I love that. It's a good conversation. I like like greed seems to like get some like have some respect for Ling yeah, at the end of it. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think we will get along just fine. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah. And it is the thing that he wanted. I mean, he wants power, so Mm-hmm. you've yeah. got the philosophers you got it <laughs> <laughs> I wonder a little if he... more uh, intimately than he probably intended to he but... was just like this uh... is the ticket <laughs> when uh, <laughs> father opens his disgusting third eye and yeah. pulls it out I, th- I also think interest- like, I wonder if he ended up having just one soul but I mean I guess Ed thinks Ling is still there so I guess there's at least Ling and greed mm-hmm. right I think um I feel like, uh, because when
0: when they're having their conversation, Greed says, like, it's not too late to back out. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he was, he obviously wasn't planning on not taking over his body. Yeah. So I think it was a difference of, like, you can continue to try and struggle or you can just be consumed by all these souls. So Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of, like, like uneasy coexistence Mm
1: -hmm.
0: instead of, like, the usual, like, fighting and whatever comes out on top kind of situation.
1: Yeah, like... Like the like, Rath said that he didn't know if he was if his original soul was there or Hot. But mm-hmm. I think what we're meant to take away from Ed's fight is that Ling's soul is there. I just wonder if there's more. Like, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think, like, instead of like fighting against it, like every a single one body would naturally do, he accepted
0: it. And so, like, they didn't have to like fight to the last soul. Yeah.
1: Mm hmm. He says there's room for 20 years. like, come and get it. Yeah, but yeah.
2: <laughs> he's like gnawing on a soul. Yes,
1: yeah. I love that. I love it a lot, actually. Yeah. The scene where, like, the actual visuals of the scene yeah. where Greed is, like, talking to him internally and stuff. Both, like, him, he's like, the souls are, like, going through him. So there's all these, like, crazy, like, pained expressions and stuff. Almost, mm-hmm. almost, like, comedic and over the top. And then also, um,. Yeah, there's one where he, like, grabs it and he's, like, biting it. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, like, kind of is fighting them, but then you have, like, the greed face the whole time that he's, like, talking to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I like the idea that the homunculus can be, the soul can be, like, taken aback, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, whoa, now, when he, like, yeah. shouted about uh, Lawn Fawn. He's like, and I, no, I love Lawn Fawn, I can't <laughs> unsee
1: it, you asshole. <laughs> 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 I was reading this again when I was making my notes, and I was like, God damn it, Cosm was right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely kind of a thing um, in these chapters mm-hmm. where, like, you know, he's obviously like him shouting about like, like how like Lonfond lost her arm for his goal mm-hmm. and everything, and that being a thing that like takes Greed back, and then obviously um, Ed mentioning Lanfon being the thing that like,
1: like Catches makes Greed like drop
0: like drop his shield because it seems like Ling is like resurfacing for a minute
1: there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I do want to make a comment on. Um, I've joked about the like injury continuity in the series. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of love with for Ling turning into greed. It's like we he got that cut on his cheek and injured his hand during the fight with Wrath uh-huh. all those chapters ago, and I think it's like purely so that they could have. An open wound to put the philosopher's stone in, and then have the, the bandage reveal the bandage fall off to reveal the Ormoris. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> like I like went back and I was like, yeah, you can see him get both of those injuries during the fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also, greed is flipping us off again.
1: Yeah, That's I noticed that. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I was gonna say
2: something because I can't tell if it's like a full like flip off or like if you know it's it's kind of a like your fingers are because it it looks like the middle finger is still a little Mm bent so i wasn't 100 percent certain if it was a a flip off or if it was just
0: i think it's a plausible deniability yeah
1: yeah (laughs) i think the ones with greed were way more flippy offy Mm -hmm. but yeah this one is like well ling is ling is still ling inside and he wouldn't flip us off but greed definitely would (laughs) so you know it's in between or something (laughs) also
0: an interesting note you did um, miss
2: an opportunity i wasn't sure i wanted to make sure but um, you probably could have used the word flippant to describe him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. Also interesting to note, Ling is introduced in literally the next chapter after Original Greed dies. Oh, really? Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Greed gets boiled, and then the next chapter is where um May and the May Ling and the gang all come oh, into I forgot the story. All the word into the dip.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I feel like the most interesting thing about this is like so there could be another lust not the most interesting thing one interesting thing about this is like i guess there could be another lust because like lust is gone well i guess the philosopher's Christ stone was, was destroyed. destroyed
0: though yeah
1: mm-hmm. that's Whereas, true maybe uh, father, be. like
0: reabsorbed oh. mm-hmm. when, you can maybe make like a new thing and call it lust but well it wouldn't be i think it wouldn't have the same essence like even though this greed doesn't seem to have the same memories, he seems, you know, he's still very much the greed we've seen before yeah. in attitude. Mm-hmm.
1: I guess father could make a new lust, but it would probably be like half as potent because he's probably running out of soul to share yeah. amongst them. I'm guessing, yeah. <laughs> based on the the way that uh, like greed 2.0 said, like it's nice to meet the siblings with whom I share a soul. Mm-hmm. So they really are like Horcruxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My analogy wasn't incorrect. (laughs) There might be some kind of limit, or it seems like, uh, yeah, there can't be another lust that would be exactly the same, maybe. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So Greed Greed doesn't have his memories, but he does have the same powers, as you stated. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. still has the exact same, and like, I guess, similar personality, it seems. Mm -hmm. And the same tattoo, of course. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Most importantly of all.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, he seems to have the same, like, kind of attitude, although he hasn't. Like gone through what the previous greed did to make him be like fuck y'all yeah. and, I'm <laughs> out, billionaire.
1: <laughs> he's he does still seem kind of like Cosmo said, flippant um, mm-hmm. about <laughs> you know like the goings on, but uh, not not the same resentfulness that original greed had. Yeah,
0: like one of the first things he does is insult envy, and then like <laughs> perfect. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's just kind of like this is fun while well, he's like yeah. watching the fight go
1: on. And exactly. <laughs> and Father has to be like, are you gonna like are you gonna like do something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was kind of a pot and kettle situation with Envy being like, haha, you disgust me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Greed is like, like, takes one one to know one. Yeah, exactly. It was really funny. And Greed is a funny character, kind of like adds Mm -hmm. like levity to. Like, this fight wouldn't be half as funny without Greed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He was
0: always one of the more likable of the. Villains, quote unquote. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, they're certainly... It is fun to have him back.
1: Yeah. yeah, I guess the villain, villain at this point is sort of somewhat questionable, but yeah, I guess they're villains. They're definitely yeah. against what.
0: I think greed was less of a villain when he showed up, but this greed is ostensibly formally
1: on the villain on the side villain right side. now. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I do think Envy's character is kind of obnoxious. Like that's kind yeah. of part of part of uh, the point, I guess. But then Gluttony's kind of whatever. Oh, my notes are really short. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was a lot of fights. Um, yeah, there was a couple interesting things. Uh, mm-hmm. like, sorry, we were talking about we- new greed, um. But mm-hmm. I kind of said everything that I wanted to say. Oh, except for the, the way that uh, so we saw, so uh, <laughs> after greed was originally dipped into the, the vat, into the dip, into the philosopher's mm-hmm. stone, and then father like drank the philosopher's stone back, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so to create a new one he opened a creepy third eye to do that <laughs> yeah which i thought was disgusting <laughs> yeah i did a little esoteric bullshit research about the third eye i've been talking to kayla about it for two days because <laughs> 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 because i like, found like the wikipedia article about the third eye and then i found all these articles i just wanted to find additional academic you know pers- descriptions of what different cultures think of the third eye having a third eye and all of the articles I could find for, like, how to open your third eye, what to do if your third eye is blocked. And I was like, "Then this is all esoteric bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, eat blueberries. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cosmo, I can Most send you some of the articles reference. if you want. I remember one of the articles that I sent Kelly yesterday said it was, like, how to open your third eye, how to do all this stuff. And then one of the things was, like, am I crazy? <laughs> I <It> was like, <laughs> that was, like, one of the things in the article. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I liked it's the third eye something to fear.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, the, anyway, there's the the summary of all the esoteric bullshit uh information that I've gathered. Whether you believe in having a third eye or not, is that a third eye is uh, you know, culturally something that provides a perception and intuition beyond your ordinary sight. So in different religions, it's it's something in in of course in modern esoteric bullshitism as um <laughs> as evidenced by all the websites that i found, it's something that you can train to open and it's supposed to kind of give you a higher level of consciousness or whatever. And in addition, potentially clairvoyance or visions or any kind of like precognition and it's supposed to hone your insight. So it's kind of interesting that, I mean, I think it the father opens the third eye to like produce the philosopher's stone. I mean, I think in this case, I don't think that, I don't know that the symbolism is uh anything other than just kind of esoteric bullshitty stuff Mm -hmm. that's you know being referenced in fma um here like i don't i i can't find any kind of like deeper symbolisms like i guess father maybe has some kind of additional perception about the truth is on some kind of elevated clearly has some kind of elevated power um because like he seems to do a thing that prevents them from um using alchemy at one point during the fight which is interesting Mm -hmm. um so maybe that's what kind of was represented by him using a third eye to create the or like you know you know retrieve the philosopher stone or whatever from his body um but anyway that's all i could find unless you want to know how to train your third eye or what to do (laughs) if your third eye is out of balance i can give you some um advice about that but yeah (laughs) i
0: feel like it's more in the like creepy eyes theme rather than specifically a like reference to the third eye but like it's definitely placed there on
1: purpose for so. sure mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> he, just, he could have had a lot of eyes in other random places like on his like yeah. palm or in his own gut that would be interesting <laughs> yeah like that <laughs> um monster from pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> i always forget and then re-remember that that's a thing <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah and i like that kind of like cries that like g- gross tears mm-hmm. into the philosopher's stone <laughs> and like the slit after the eye kind of like recedes is still visible and stuff like it's kind of gross and creepy and i like that i was gonna say something else about the philosopher's stone or something about father oh so yeah it seemed like father has the ability to do something in that area that disrupted their alchemy or because like they could transmute when they first showed up but then they couldn't after he did the thing in the fight yeah that hohenheim saw even outside mm, of the center of Mestris. So.
0: Yeah, as so I say, it seemed to have spread pretty far since mm-hmm. Hohenheim was able to like sense it in some way.
2: In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. we
0: got um 100 percent confirmation that Hohenheim and Father are people. They're not people. the same Yes.
2: Yep. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I...
2: <laughs> one of them is an alien. Yeah, the one of one them one is an alien. Is yeah. Possibly an alien.
1: <laughs> I think the other one is possibly a homunculus created by father, but that's my other theory. I had two new theories this time that were bullshit theories. One is That father's an alien, too, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that Hohenheim was possibly created by father, but it doesn't seem like that's also true. He's kind of like, oh, that guy. I know that guy. But it's like, Mm -hmm. how do you not know that guy? Like, you're the only other person around here who seems to know how to make things that won't die. So, like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like Hohenheim can die. So, you know, maybe he's a homunculus, too. Anyway. (laughs) That that thought didn't even encourage me. I have read this, like, I read it, I don't know, probably weeks ago or months ago at this point. And that thought didn't occur to me until like last night <laughs> i was like oh <laughs> but anyway yeah i don't know i know you can't say but those are my new speculations <laughs> oh so i finally have accepted that scar is the one who killed winry's parents <laughs> i just want you to know because he literally mm. said even though i killed that girl's parents instead of just being like so you won't forget like i understand why you won't can't forgive me or whatever he random yeah. thing he said in the fight before so <laughs> i accept update so i acceptance accept in your uh, stages denial of your is loss. done yeah <laughs> now i'm just mad <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway uh so yeah that's my new theory those are my new theories <laughs> mm-hmm. my new bullshit theories well they definitely um they're definitely something know each other <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's confirmed <laughs> that they know each other and his father was also like oh so he's alive so it's like why would he be dead? I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess they haven't seen each other in a while. <laughs> Maybe. I mean it
1: must be. I don't know. And then yeah the father knows I mean I guess he knows everything about Ed now or at least a lot because he knew their surname was Elric mm-hmm. um, and that they I guess Ed explains that I guess there was a little tidbit that was dropped that his parents never married so that yeah. is also interesting. Not that I mean not that it really matters that much but
2: Maybe we know why. (laughs) Because he's an alien? (laughs) I mean...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Or just because he's a weirdo. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like um, whatever the situation is, he probably doesn't have legal paperwork. So... Mm. Might have been difficult. Maybe because he's an alien. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just...
0: (laughs) Well, aliens don't have legal paperwork. Camunculi probably don't have legal
1: paperwork. Well, not if the situation is. Yeah, born, born of someone's soul. How easy would
2: it be for an alchemist to just forge paperwork? <laughs> right? Like,
1: I'm just laughing because we've been watching a lot of Doctor Who, and I was like, well, why don't they just use psychic paper? Because it's fucking magic.
2: <laughs> Except the times it doesn't work. Yeah.
1: My favorite is when he
0: tries to use it to say he's a mature and responsible adult, and it like shorts out because it's too big a lie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, we're talking about uh, how sketchy Hohenheim is still yeah it's like we're talking about N L being bastards yeah yeah no (laughs) No, they're on their mom's family register which you didn't mention but i laughed when i read that because it's such a japanese thing to say Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. i don't know if anybody cares or doesn't know but japan has this uh i guess like from a north american perspective we all have individual birth certificates and whatever but in japan this type of record keeping is done in as like a family document so that he said they're on their mom's family register instead Mm -hmm. Which I think is mildly interesting, but anyway, <laughs> I did chuckle about that. But I also feel like investors is the kind of place where you would have family registers because they probably want to keep track of, keep tabs on everybody yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like such a yeah. sketchy military state, you know? They got to find out if there's any like undocumented homunculi or foreigners yeah. from from Sheen <laughs> who snuck across the desert, <laughs> for example. I guess Ling is but technically still it's... a fugitive because of that. Yeah. <laughs> But either way, yes. Yeah, I think he said that recently. Where he's like, I'm technically still. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about this country. I'm a fugitive. <laughs> yeah.
0: But anyway, it was good because um, Edward and Alphonse Hohenheim would be terrible names. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Elric is a good name. It's nice and short. Yeah.
0: That's probably why they didn't. Hohenheim was like, don't make them happy. <laughs>
1: it's better if we don't get married. Just put them on your family register. <laughs> but yeah, Hohenheim's out in the fucking woods. Yep. <laughs> I wonder if that guy like looked him up and down and was like, I'm not taking you out there. You're there are bullet holes <laughs> in your suit. <laughs> I like how he's wearing the That's same suit. What he's, he's like, Okay, no all questions. Right. Don't yeah. <laughs> maybe Hohenheim just gave him a shit ton of money, you know. He can probably like <laughs> make do transmutation without needing stuff too. Maybe he just rolled up all everything in his little suit briefcase is just gold that he transmuted illegally or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. So he's going somewhere to a place that's marked on a map, which is kind of intriguing. Yep. And yeah, they're he's definitely going not somewhere the same. to do something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's just the way that he's drawn, but the father seems really big to me. Is it just his like getting in everyone's personal space thing that makes him look like Probably. that? <laughs> yeah, he just seemed like he had like a giant face. But then Scar also fit his whole hand over his face when he yeah. was going to mm-hmm. try to explode his head, but that didn't work out either. So, but yeah, at first I was like, "Damn, he's like not." Just kind of like, um, <laughs> you know, how in like Mario, you know, how like Rosalina is like slightly taller than everyone and like slightly bigger, mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that. He's just like just uncannily bigger <laughs> than everybody else, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's true. I think that's just the way he's drawn. Yeah. yeah, I think Hohenheim's kind of like tall, pretty tall. yeah, so I think they're just kind of big Boys, yeah, <laughs> well, same with like Scar. Like, Scar, like I said, Scar's yeah. whole hand covered father's face, so he must have a really big hand. Yeah, they're all just the that we're, our, yeah. our
2: standard is children, right? Yeah, teens,
1: and... <laughs> teen yeah. boys, yeah. <laughs> and also, Xiaomi seems like a little tiny little girl. Uh, we don't yeah. know how old she is, but she doesn't seem that old. Mm-hmm. Did I say Xiaomi? I meant May. Xiaomi a tiny panda, also known as <laughs> a cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speaking of May. Uh, she recognized Ling. That's not good. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not bad, but it's probably not good. <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of interesting that she knows him. I guess, pro- probably. Um... Well, Ling said that he's been fending off attacks from people for a long time, so I guess he's probably well known.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think also he's he is the prince.
1: He's one of the princes, I thought.
2: Yeah, Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but, like, like as opposed to, to probably some other people from his clan that she might not recognize, like, yeah. he's the prince from that clan.
1: Yeah, she might mm-hmm. not recognize, like, Fu. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, but... she specifically says Prince Ling of the Yao clan. Yeah.
2: So, um, I think mm-hmm. that might be part of the reason why she recognized him.
1: In their, uh, in whatever, wherever they're, like, the, uh, whatever made uh, Chang, so the Chang clan's, like, um, you know, like, headquarters, there's just, like, a bunch of, like, uh pictures of all the other leaders like pinned up and they like throw darts at them <laughs> yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
1: the father and Honeheim have like very similar behaviors though too like yeah. on top of looking really similar like father was all like oh so he's alive mm-hmm. he's just like mumbling to himself while Ed is like pay attention to me just like yeah. Honeheim <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of intriguing mm-hmm. entertaining too yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the se- all the scenes with the father were where he's kind of like mildly irritated or pretty funny actually yeah <laughs> I like how he's like, oh, these people really destroyed my house. I was like, you did it! You did this! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were the one doing all the alchemy and, like, hitting them with the floor and stuff. Yeah. it's funny. that He just looks, like, slightly put out. He's like, this <laughs> is just not my day. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, and now gluttony's... <laughs> now gluttony's dead. Now Gluttony's dead. Oh, I guess the other important thing we learned about Father is he can do alchemy without a circle, and he can do all this, like, crazy alchemy. Like, he'll Ed's broken well, not without a
2: circle, without even, like, I guess, because, like, with, without al... Can do it yeah by putting their hands together
1: but they still like make circle. yeah i guess that's true anything resembling a circle that's yeah true, without yeah. doing any kind of activity as scar says without circulating his energy <laughs> yeah he doesn't need to do anything like that yeah because uh-huh. even um like may makes like kind of a shape or like a y kind of shape with her little knives and then mm-hmm. scar has his tattoo which is circular shaped. so i assume that those are the that's the sheen equivalent of uh circulating your your energy Mm -hmm. oh they were able to do alchemy which was interesting yeah Mm -hmm. father could kind of tell what it was when um scar was about to explode his face which was also Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. so he seems to have some kind of like deep knowledge yeah um about alchemy i guess different types Mm -hmm. of alchemy or whatever, or beyond, because he's an alien, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's an ancient alien. <laughs> Although possibly not, uh, sheen alchemy,
0: since that seems to be what's in common between the between Scar and May that
1: he wasn't able to stop. So, yeah, supposedly. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't know how to stop it, but he could tell what it was when Scar was doing it. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. But know. but he still considered it alchemy, right? Or did he said you can still transmute.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, what he said was like, oh, this is like. This uh... says like, you really are transmuting.
0: So it's like, yeah. It's like, this is still a kind of alchemy. Just, uh... mm-hmm. like,
1: but he he obviously like...
0: expected to be able to stop at all and wasn't able to stop. But...
1: He said, like, are you dismantling? And he's like, disintegration. Like, he used a specific separate word. Mm-hmm.
2: Deconstruction, I, I think can't is remember. what
1: he said. Deconstruction. Yeah. And then he said, disintegrating. Mm-hmm. So I think we learned from back in the past from Armstrong that there's like three steps, right? It's like, well, it was. It and reconstructing analysis. It. Analysis. Deconstruction, and reconstruction and reconstruction. Yeah. yeah. So we know that Scar only stops at like the second one. But mm-hmm. I think what's interesting to me is like Father kind of, the way that he says it implies to me that it's like different than like Amestrian alchemy in whatever mm-hmm. way. So mm-hmm. it didn't really go into detail or anything. That's just my impression from what he said. Yeah. Because he was kind of like, oh, interesting. What an interesting mm-hmm. insect. And then like yeah. crushed Scar and like yeah. exploded him basically. Yeah. I like Scar's Retracting. brief, like, oh shit, as he realizes, like, <laughs> something's about to happen he's bad. Like, <laughs> he's like, is this what it's like? <laughs> After this, he's going to be, like, with Winry, where he's like, is this yeah. what it's like to to be exploded by me? <laughs> 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 yeah, so he almost got fucked up by father. Yeah. I do like, one other thing about father that's kind of interesting and similar to Hohenheim, at least, is, like, he's so aloof. Mm-hmm. Where Ed is like, no, Ling is my friend. And he's like, I don't care. I don't care. This yeah. person isn't useful to me at all none of these people are useful the only people useful to me are you now you know Mm -hmm. i love um we get kind
0: of our first like sort of cooperation with scar in these yeah Mm -hmm. both from like ed deciding like kind of going like well the enemy of my enemy
1: and deciding Mm -hmm. to aim scar at envy (laughs) basically which is a good call yeah yeah. smart (laughs) i mean i'm sure ed isn't a fan of envy either so oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> 'Cause no one is as stated yeah. before. Mm-hmm. And he keeps calling him little. Yes. <laughs> keeps track. <laughs> yeah, it's like four or five times more now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At <laughs> like, the um, end of the series he's gonna
0: be like, it's been yeah. three hundred and seven times. <laughs> <laughs> Time for you to
1: die, Envy. <laughs> yeah. I like May calling Ed little rice grain man or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the insult is really funny. And then like Al like asking if he can help like get May out of there mm-hmm. and everything. And Al freely admitted that he wanted to fuck Scar up, but then, yeah. then he wouldn't. Because, like, Scar... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, in this fight, Scar isn't really their enemy, so... I had a thought about
2: that. Like, because this time it happened to be Al picking up Xiaomei, uh, Mei, and, um... Xiao Mei, but... Yeah. And sort of asking Scar to to take care of her while they sit back. Um, Ed would have done the same thing, but I'm just wondering how different it would be if... if if it was Ed doing that, you know? <laughs> I just
1: would have been more shouty about it. <laughs> yeah. who <laughs> yeah. would have been like, I really hate your guts, but I need to get rid of this, you need to take this girl up to the surface, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah.
0: He'd probably be a little more reluctant about it, too. Mm-hmm. Al mm-hmm. was pretty, like, straightforward,
1: like. <laughs> He's like, I can't do anything right now. Mm-hmm. As much as I'd like yeah. to punch you. <laughs> I need your help, he said.
0: That's like how Scar seemed to kind of, like,
1: evaluate and, like, decide that, like, <laughs> Al had a better chance of protecting her. Like. Mm-hmm. Before he fucked off. Well, he was also like, I don't plan to leave this place. Yeah. Dun, 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 or whatever. <laughs> so, I think he's he's got it in for Envy now. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, later, <laughs> like, <he> just <laughs> left them there. I like how he grabbed Al's yeah. head and threw it. Like, Yeah, <laughs> it's very funny. He's like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I feel like Al's head has been grabbed and used multiple times. <clears> hmm <throat> Yeah, well, Ed does yeah. it in, like, the very first chapter, so it's kind of <laughs> yeah. interesting. Just- <laughs> like i can use it make a spark with metal on metal and it's like hey a convenient metal thing i can throw <laughs> yeah well one other thing that was interesting about the father not to just jump around but <laughs> i just was looking where first of all Mei and ling were freaking out about him the whole time but ling was okay. like you aren't human inside are you mm-hmm. um so i guess that's kind of interesting mm-hmm. i mean maybe because he's like missing all his souls because his soul because they're all because you know he's made all these horcruxes i mean how mm-hmm um you know something like that
0: but yeah mm-hmm. he just seemed to like twig them in a different way than the homunculi do
1: yeah definitely
0: because yeah. like they were able to be like oh these people are weird people but like they're like freaking out
1: like <laughs> when they first encounter father <laughs> yeah like in may said he's like evil or like it's evil like it's kind of beyond just like yeah. with the homunculi, it's like oh they're just a bunch of different souls but with father <laughs> it's like way worse than that somehow yeah. Yeah, I mean,
2: I think May in this chapter says that he's human but not human.
1: Yeah, something like that.
2: Something,
1: yeah. Yeah, and Link said he's not human inside or whatever. So, yeah, so they both have this—I don't know—other perception of him, which is interesting because he obviously looks like a human, but again, he's an ancient alien, so that makes sense. <laughs> <to me. laughs> he
0: built the <a> pyramids.
1: <laughs> no, he taught—he taught alchemy to the people of Shane and to the people of Mestris, obviously. <laughs> He's the philosopher from the East and the West, and he's an yeah. alien. And then the uh transmutation circle in in uh what's it called? In Xerxes didn't bring God down to Earth, it brought an alien to Earth. <laughs> See, it's all it all makes sense. It's actually a crop circle. So- <laughs> <laughs> Go to my website, timecube.com, for more information <laughs> about TimeCube. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, it's kind of interesting. So there's something there's something I mean, we knew there was something weird weird shit about father, but I feel like with all this information combined, it's, like, super weird shit now, you know? <laughs> he is, like, super villain-level weird. One thing... I did literally say all my notes, but one thing that I noticed is that, um... Again, envy Envy's true form continues to fucking creep me out because this time, Envy's tongue had a bunch of eyes. This is completely random, but that's just, like, this is so fucked up, I can't even... <laughs> I can't remember what scene it was in, but there's, like, a really good shot. I think it's when Envy's <laughs> being all sassy about them. Oh, actually, that is important. Envy says, uh... Once they can't use their alchemy anymore, envy is like you have the audacity, you humans believe that you have the audacity, you have the audacity to believe that you're in control of like that power, the power of alchemy, harnessing it for your own ends, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, I find that kind of ironic cause like they, they're they kind of in control of that power. They So they think, cause they, they yeah. turned it off and then you in comes two people who just don't care. And they're mm-hmm. able to still do it so I, yeah. I i don't know i feel like it's sort of a foiled by their own hubris sort you of mean hoisted
1: by their own petard yes <laughs> <laughs> although they weren't really hoisted by their own petard they just yeah it's just like they're just their perception is wrong about mm-hmm. about humans essentially and i think yeah. like the the sheen characters kind of like perspective continues to or continue to kind of like bring that perspective over and over again that like people like, Ling specifically is, like, don't call humans fools and stuff like that. Like, like
2: I don't like the look in, in your face and yeah. your attitude and you call, like, humans fools. Yes. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There's all that. I feel like they specifically kind of represent that perspective a lot um, in the story versus, like, the homunculi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who are like, humans are lesser. You're all insects. <laughs> I don't even yeah. consider you on the same level as as us homunculi slash whatever the fuck the father is. Because <laughs> oh, I don't think that he's a homunculus, but he has the power to create them, I guess. So, But as stated, he's not human either. So who knows? I don't have any other... <laughs> things to say about these chapters there's just like a lot of random crap and then now they're all being taken like ed and al are being taken slash with may hit stuffed inside al are being taken up to Mm -hmm. Mm Rap. so it's gonna get even worse next time yeah and we didn't even know what happened to roy he could still be there (laughs) what a nightmare Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is good well i mean ed and and, like ling are still all covered in blood and crap yeah (laughs) Like I feel like this is like the longest day ever. It's only been like four yeah. hours, it's been like twenty chapters or something crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
0: Well they were talking about how much they wanted a snack and a nap when they were in gluttony. <laughs> yeah. But like can I just Can I just like I'm curl so up tired and sleep for a minute and then
1: I can talk to wrath. <laughs> yeah, really, totally. Well now Ling probably doesn't need to eat, so that's probably yeah. a good, good solution for him. <laughs> His, like, untreated... Uh, Things like bonus. <laughs> yeah. Untreated hypoglycemia or whatever. <laughs> it's not a problem anymore. <laughs> I guess the I don't seem to eat. I mean, gluttony so does, funny. but only only for... Well, only for... Well, partially for pleasure, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, such as, like, sweet little girl, meat. Uh, and then... Me. <laughs> Which was Barry the Chopper level funny to me. I was like, about yeah. you. <laughs> But yeah, none of the other ones seem to eat or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. I guess Les probably had to fake it when she was dating yeah. uh, dating havoc. But yeah, Ed's probably tired and hungry and covered in blood. So, yeah. and he's missing a shoe. Yeah, you <laughs> imagine walking around yeah. oh, yeah. like uh, I was gonna say they don't a snack because they ate a shoe. They boiled a shoe and ate it. So. Yeah, okay. that's fine, right? Right,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally the only yeah. thing I've had to eat today is a shoe. <laughs> Someone get me a burger.
1: <laughs> Please. I guess we'll see what happens next time. Probably nothing bad, right? Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Eds have had a pretty rough day. So. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like I was in a void. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go home and have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I forgot the uh, the title of the second chapter is "The Avarice of two Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that that title. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, okay. So that did get me
2: thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we we determined that he probably no longer has Lust available to sort of put in someone. Yeah. But, like, was was this successful because it was the greed he tried to put in Ling? Like, if he put Wrath in there instead, would that have turned out very differently?
1: I don't know. We didn't see what it was like for Wrath. Yeah. I kind of think that it's because it's Ling.
0: Yeah, I think because it's Ling and because it's Greed. Like, it seems like there's mm -hmm. a compatibility there.
2: Or was it that because it was greed ling is able to keep part of his soul whereas like his body and willpower like he's able to survive it but he has to lose himself in the process whereas since they're somewhat compatible ling is still in there you know at least to some degree but i don't know i mean i guess there's no real way to tell but
1: we'll never
0: know yeah i think it has to do with there being like some like their personalities capable
1: of coexisting
0: like -hmm. there's
1: definitely some weird you know symbiosis between them they kind of need each other (laughs) and they have like a similar like like ling wants him to be there yeah wrath this was all done sort of like not necessarily against his will but it's not like he consented to being turned into homunculus yeah and like the way that that story was presented was that it was like a fight like the souls were like fighting, which we saw yeah. with Ling. But he was also like, "Come and get me," you know, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like he he wanted it. So mm. I kind of think it's. I do think it's. It probably was better because of their personalities. But I think he also was just like, "No, I want this to happen." And greed was like, "Okay," and then like did it, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> He's
0: like, I, I guess like it might have been like. I feel like it might have been like if it had been a different like homunculus personality, like mm. if he. Like if he'd welcomed them, he might have just been like consumed. Maybe mm-hmm. like it might not have turned out like a fight like Wrath, where it was only one soul at the end, because he was still welcoming. But I think mm-hmm. like I do think it being greed allowed him to, because he mm-hmm. agrees kind of like this is interesting. We'll see. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: that's true. Maybe it has more to do with the actual like homunculus. This is homunculus. This is the homuncula homunculus personality than lings. Cause greed was always. Yeah, I think the greed we knew was always kind of like whatever. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think we needed like, like maybe, both of those personalities. Maybe that also kind of keeps their relationship right. more relaxed. If it was like me maybe he would have been completely consumed. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because I, I think you needed like Ling being like, like come and get me, basically, and then you needed greed to be like, okay, we'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Like I think mm-hmm. you needed mm-hmm. the, the kind of like interest on both sides in, yeah, kind of seeing it
1: so yeah true i could see the personality of wrath being more domineering so mm-hmm. whether it's his personality i sus i strongly suspect it's not the fear's original personality but what original personality do you have he was raised to be like a yeah fear <laughs> so it's probably hard for him to tell but yeah and it's yeah. like he has
0: all the same like memories of those experiences so it's mm-hmm. like at the end of the day like you know kind of a what is a soul kind of thing but your sum of experiences Uh and stuff kind of thing true
1: and but what we what we've heard is that your memories Mm -hmm. and your soul are separate according to the theory so you could have those memories and have a new soul i guess in theory but Mm -hmm. slash you could have not have those memories and have the same soul like in greed's case yeah Mm -hmm. and it seems like ling still has some memories yeah i just mean
0: like compared to his like uh like you were saying, where he doesn't have like that much of a personality where it's like, what would be the difference between like that personality with those memories and a new personality with those memories, since mm-hmm. there wasn't much to begin mm-hmm. with.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: Well,
2: there was one last thing I wanted to draw our attention to, mm-hmm. only just because I don't have much to say, but the, just the creepy mm-hmm. drawings, especially in the the very end of the first chapter, uh, you got Envy doing their one trick where they try and pull uh an innocent face oh, yeah. in front of yeah but You're that the face. Mm-hmm, the look after that cuz you've got envy all in black with a mm-hmm. terrifying smile yeah, and that sloppy goop
1: mm-hmm.
2: coming down so
1: much goop how much more do we have to endure of Envy's like true form
2: <laughs> <laughs> i i this may be it
1: Let's hope. for now
2: i, I think i, I think envy goes back to normal for now
1: all right
2: mm-hmm. um i could be wrong though who knows <laughs> but um
1: Envy's just chilling in like the Führer's like living room they're like Envy yeah. can you not goop all over the fucking couch <laughs> they're like
0: like sprawled on the carpet like a dog yeah really
1: <laughs> curled up by the fire <laughs> because they're partly cold-blooded because they're like a lizard or whatever. yeah <laughs> like this is nice and Rath is like go away go away <laughs> Rath is like my kid is gonna see you man yeah I'll have to erase his memory again or whatever <laughs> yeah. because now we're so in a, a alien in <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> now we're in an alien story so now we can do that right <laughs> anyway or he's like I'll have to get a new Salem or whatever because <laughs> all his family is like fake and just like handed to him or whatever do <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: you know how long it took me to find a first one <laughs>
1: like two hours <laughs> <laughs> anyway what were you oh i was gonna say one other creepy thing about envy another creepy envy look was when ed um like elbowed the top of envy's head mm-hmm. you can see envy's like eyes and one of them has is made up of like multiple eyeballs which is also disgusting yeah. i was like why why is why is this happening? yeah they got. yeah they got like the one
0: eye with the creepy eyes eye. and then like the one with the like black sclera
1: yeah the creepy ones so. yeah yeah They're both uh they're both bad. Yeah, they're yeah. both bad, but I think the one with multiple eyeballs is creepy multiple irises, yeah. I guess, is creepier. Oh yeah. The one with black sclera is creepy, but not at quite as creepy. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> it was the eyes and the tongue that really got me this time. Mm-hmm. I mean the goo continuing the goo, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just worse and worse every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully next time. <laughs> Although I I would really enjoy seeing Um, like the Fuhrer get mad at Envy for bringing their like true form up and like getting their goo all over his house or whatever. (laughs) That would be funny.
2: Make Envy clean it up with (laughs) a broom.
1: (laughs) Man, why do I have to do all the dirty work? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Any other things to say this time?
0: That's
1: all I've got. Yep. okay well I'm sure nothing bad will happen next time that's all I have to say about we'll that see about that <laughs> well good well, we've made it halfway Yay. I feel like nothing is resolved <laughs> yeah <laughs> like literally nothing and there's like more threads than there were ever- than ever before <laughs> now fucking Ling is the homunculus like <laughs> what the fuck is gonna happen next <laughs> what more could happen <laughs> uh, okay well I guess we'll find out yeah Anyway, send us your questions in like two episodes, in a couple weeks, probably like two weeks. It's 24. Yep. So, yeah, maybe two ish weeks. I don't know what yeah, day this episode probably. comes out. <laughs> yeah, thereabouts. Send them. I'm looking at you. That's right, you. <laughs> 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 this is the part of the this next stage of asking for requests where it just devolves into threats. Yeah. That's how you get your audience to do things, right? Just, she's a random. You're like, I'm looking at you, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: good. All right. So next week, we will be reading chapters fifty six and fifty seven, and also the short story guide that was uh, published at the end of the original
1: volume fourteen. Cool.
0: All
1: right. I'm excited. The
0: you short too. stories
1: are nice, or like the mm-hmm. little uh, extras are nice. Yeah, get a little more of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. The next next episode it'll be the long one, right? Yep. <laughs>
2: oh, is that the four? The four.
1: Yep. Oof, goodness. Yep.
0: Next week is your last uh, two for of this of this uh, thread. So, all right. Next week. Yep. Yep. Fifty six, fifty seven, and short story. Woo! It's just called short story.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you like and the chapter known as short story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yes, thank, you thank you all for listening. Thank uh, you. Send in
0: your uh, questions, comments, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye
1: bye so long, long farewell <laughs> yeah as <laughs> <That's> usual <laughs>